As much as I like to fight everyone, yeah, yeah. I'm having a pretty good time here. Why are you mad? Why are you mad? Why are you, Why mad? you mad? Okay, here we go. Hello, Lisa. What's up? Hey, man. Nothing. What's up? What's going on with you? Not much. I, uh... I started bartending again, and I worked all weekend, and it was crazy because I haven't done that job in, like, I don't know, like, four or five years or something like that. Oh, yeah. And uh, because what happened is, I so I used to be a bartender and was, like, doing stand-up at the same time, but that's always a conflict because you have to kind of work at night a lot as a bartender. Even if I would work day shifts, you still, like, to make money, you got to pick up nights here and there and stuff. And then I had this job where I was working at a bar that did comedy, and that was real fun until the fucking dumbass Chud guy took it over. Um, and he, I'll talk about him later. I think <laughs> I think I I want to tell a story about him that I heard recently. But uh, anyway, so like after that happened, he fucking this Chud guy took over a bar I was working at. Like he bought it. And then he fired me and the people that I hired, and he, like, hired a bunch of his stupid open mic friends. Oh, shit, okay. That was on the Lower East Side. It was a spark called Old Man Hustle. I haven't talked about it in a long time, I don't think. I don't know if I've ever really gotten into this in this story. I've ever, or no, I didn't know any of this. Really? Well, let me no, t- no. Let me tell you then. Let me tell you a story real quick. So, man, in, like, 2016, I worked at Old Man Hustle, and it was, like, this little dive bar in... The Lower East Side, and I loved it. It was my favorite job I ever had because it was a tiny bar, and because it was so small, you didn't work with anyone, which, like, for me, I love. You know, as a comic, you know what I mean? You work alone, you know? Um, yeah. We're control freaks, right? <clears throat> so you go in, you open the place up, you just sort of hang out. It's in the Lower East Side, so just weirdo regulars kind of come through, and you do whatever you want. You play your own music and shit, you kind of cultivate your own vibe, and, uh, but the, <laughs> it, it was a business that like had been this hot potato between a bunch of different owners who all kind of like, you know, somebody would buy it and then they would fucking drive it into the ground and they'd give it up and then somebody else would buy it. And there are all these kind of absentee small business owners that would just like, I don't know. They just kind of would get, they would get really hands off with it where they would just be like, like just make sure it's running, you know, make sure it's, it's making money. I'm going to go fucking travel to Europe or whatever, do cocaine and be a lawyer or whatever is basically what these people were. And so because of that, the workers had a lot of control over it, but like since I was newer, there were these older, there was like a few guys who were comics. And so it used to be a bar that was like, you know, had karaoke one night and it had like some other crazy thing another night. And then it was just a bar on weekends because that's when you would make your money. But it, uh, because the comics and like the fucking open mic chud kind of comics that were working there took it over they just started doing the comedy every night because they were just like you know they're in the, the grind cult or whatever and it was fine but i just would kind of be like as a you know as both a bartender and a comic like working at the place i'd be like you know comics don't buy drinks right like when we do open mics here they don't bring any business into the place and this thing where you're telling yourselves, oh, we bring in a crowd because we do a show. You're lying to yourself. You're being delusional. Like, no one comes in and watches open mics. They're all other comics. Um, you know, it's kind of bullshit. But I, whatever. I'd make enough money off my regulars to where I'd like, um, I would like, uh, you know, I'd have a pretty good shift. I'd hang out all day. I'd go do a set, you know, 
come out from behind the bar. That was a lot of fun. Go do a set, come back. Um, and it was great. But then this dude, like, I honestly, I was looking at like pitching. Like, I was like, going to ask the guy to let me manage it because I was like, I love this place and no one's taking care of any of the shit. I'm coming in and I'm doing all this inventory and stuff. I'm doing all this fucking work that's like extra. So maybe I'll make it, you know, give me a pay raise and then I'll fucking run the place, right? But right as I was about to do that, this fucking regular who's just like, he said he was the sound guy, but it's like, what do you mean? He set up the one speaker, you know? Um, his name's Ed Farrell and he was a regular of mine who was sober and he only drank Diet Cokes and stuff. And he was a god awful comic, but I was nice to him because he was a fucking regular and you just, you know, you're nice to everybody, even though they're fucking horrible. So his thing is he, he was real famous in like 2015 because he's a white dude and he said the N word on stage. He had a bit where he, he did it over and over again. It's the N word in it. And one time a black guy was walking through the room of the show he was on and reached up and punched him and like got him. <laughs> it was like pretty funny, you know, because fuck you. The bit sucked. Um, it was horrible. Uh, and he deserved it. Right. So he kept doing the bit too. It was fucking insane. Guy sucked, right? So he, anyway, he he was, I guess, friends with the owner or something, and he bought it out from the owner of the place at the time. And when he bought it, he fired my friends that I had hired, bartenders I know, and he just sort of, and then he really had it out for me for like a long time. And he, uh, like he fired me one time, and then rehired me, <laughs> like in the in the in the span of one comics set. So I was bartending, and he had convinced himself that this light I hadn't turned up all the like a neon light I didn't dim low enough or turn up high enough or whatever was like uh, I was like a it was a fuck you to him like I did it on purpose it was a crazy thing to think I like just turned it on it was like running the bar and he came in and he was like yelling at me about the light and then he went you're fired and I went outside and I smoked a cigarette I lit it up. I looked at my watch like a, a cartoon, you know, tapped my foot. I waited. And then about three minutes later, he came out and he was like kind of hat in his hand. Like I might have, you know, blown my top there. That was maybe inappropriate. And I was just like, you don't know how to tend bar, do you? <laughs> and he's like, all right, you want to go back in and finish out the shift? I was like, yeah, of course. So I went back in. One comic was on stage the entire time. He had paid $5 to be on stage during all of this, which is fucked up. Um, and the entire bar watched as this guy fired and rehired me. So <laughs> eventually, though, he had it out for me, so he just fired me. Um, like he fucking, you know, eventually just came up with a, you know, jobs, work in America. You, you want to fire somebody because you hate them, but you have to come up with a weird reason. Whatever. So uh, after that, I that's when I was getting into podcasting, like starting podcasting, and I decided, like, you know what, I'm going to do delivery work for a while because it's during the day and I can listen to books for research while I do it, and that over the last, and then you know that happened for a few years, and then COVID happened, and then finally I started looking at stuff, and I was like, you know, eh, more money in bartending. I don't really give a shit about spot grinding every night. A lot of things are changing in my life, and I found a pretty solid deal that's in the same neighborhood where it's like the same thing like they just let me fucking do whatever I want uh so I'm back and I was actually talking to somebody who worked for him <laughs> the other day and they were telling me that they, they walked in uh to the bar one time and he was in the office watching a bunch of Ben Shapiro videos <laughs> um 
But anyway, yeah, so that's that's where I'm at. I picked up a bunch of shifts this weekend, and it was crazy, and I feel pretty good because, like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how people work in offices. Like, your body kind of mm. needs to, like, move and stuff, and I don't know if I get it enough in, like, when I'm not doing an active job like this. And uh, I don't know. I just really liked it. Like, I, it, it, it all came back to me immediately. Like, it was like a yeah. glove. Like, I was like, oh, I remember exactly how to do this job. They were trying to train me and stuff. And I was like, thank you. I already know how to do all this shit. Yeah. Because, like, I fuck all this muscle memory came back. And, like, you know, talking to people's fun behind the bar. Sometimes it's annoying. But, like, uh, I don't know. I just worked all weekend, made a bunch of cash, hung out, talked to people in the cool neighborhood. But I haven't caught up on, uh, on any while you met homework, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> Well, weirdly, uh, I'm here to throw you a curveball, which is not why you mad homework, right? Because we have like movies, books we're supposed to be reading, guests we're supposed to have on. We have a lot of homework <laughs> and we haven't done it. We are the bad guys. But uh, the thing that made me mad this week, Jake, is not something that we plan to talk about at all. But I do think it's related to the things we've been talking about. And it's also... <sighs> I'm not mad about it just as a woman, but also about comedy and as an online person. Okay. okay. Uh, so I want to talk about the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp trial. Please tell me about it in detail because I like did not follow this. You know, sometimes you just choose. You're like, I don't know. I'm just going to catch up at the end. Yeah. And honestly, what I'm a little bit mad about is the fact that comedians didn't follow this. Okay. Okay. And it would be fine if you all didn't follow this, but then you, a lot of you still chose to make jokes about it, even though you didn't follow it. Okay. And that is the main problem of this situation. And, you know, like this show, a lot of what we talk about is this like thin, fine line between um, systemic shit that's out of our control that operates upon us. And the areas where we actually do have agency and our choices matter. And when you stay silent, it matters. And when you speak up, it matters. Right. And this Amber Heard shit is that, Jake. It's absolutely that. It fucking is a thing where, like, I'm sitting here watching comedians and, like, all kinds of public figures make jokes about the Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard trial. And then they will, like, almost every time reply to their own joke on Twitter being like, ha, 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 just kidding. I'm not picking sides. I don't know anything about this. <laughs> you know, like, so you threw out there a joke where Amber Heard is the butt of it, uh -huh. but you don't have information and you don't care. And then some of them went so far as to comment uh, that, Oh, ha ha ha. Both of them are crazy. So both sides are equal. You know what I mean? And I think that like in some of the things that we've talked about recently about your personal experience, this should rankle, right? The right. idea that both we equate both sides. Yeah. As being both equally abusive because they're not both perfect is not a defense for you equating them. Like it is just isn't, you know what I mean? And so this is what I'm watching. So I do think that it merits a discussion of what actually has happened with this trial and this relationship and before and why it matters to comedians and online people. Okay. And the reason is because, dude, it's so hard. I like, I don't even know where to start. Okay. 
So it is almost a thing where I want to say it is not a he said, she said. It is not a pick a side thing fucking kind of situation. It is something where we need to talk about our complicity in how we, without having enough information, then pass on a narrative through a joke, through like a fucking shitty tweet, through a shitty retweet that we didn't consider that either makes these people equal or that says like, uh-huh, I don't care, whatever happens to these people, they're rich people, like whatever. But what actually happened with this trial was super important, Jake. It was very fucking important. And it is not just a thing that is going to silence victims moving forward, but it is anti-free speech. It is anti-victim. Uh, it is really bad what just happened, okay? Uh-huh. Because... What just happened was that, uh, okay, I think the best, the best place to start is with like a quick timeline of these two people's relationship, which I had to look up because I'm not a celebrity person. I don't give a shit, right? But the truth of it is that they, you know, she was a 23 year old actress who met 46 year old Johnny Depp. Okay. Most of us knew Johnny Depp already as a celebrity, like since like two decades ago, Jake. Like this is, it's insane that you would even consider that these two people are operating on the same plane of power and influence and all of this shit. You know what I mean? And so they meet on the set of this fucking stupid movie and they start dating and he literally leaves the woman he had kids with and had been with for like 14 years for this 23 year old hot girl. Okay. And he goes the whole love bombing way of like crazy shit where he fucking leaves his partner, buys her a giant diamond, makes crazy declarations on the internet and like in interviews, whatever the fuck. But the whole extent of their relationship was like about five or six years. Okay. So from 23 to like 27 or some shit, 28, I don't know, I'm not going to math. This young woman experiences a like deep love love bombing situation from a much more powerful established man in her field and of course their relationship was not a healthy one so whatever happened between both of them you know this is like a i guess like a sidebar thing but like in this victim victim and abuser conversation, a lot of times people like really want to p- p- like paint. I guess that's the word paint. The abuser is like totally bad and the victim is totally good. And the reality is like that's not how things are. Uh abusers seek out people who are primed for victimization because of the things they've already been through in their life and people who are primed for victimization will react like an attacked animal when they're being cornered okay Uh and i'm and i'm sorry if anybody reads into any of this personally for themselves but that is the reality so the truth is that in any abusive relationship whether it's a friendship or a romantic relationship or a work relationship usually an abuser and a victim find each other And both of you, both of us engage in bad behaviors. You get me? Both of us are reacting and um, reacting out of fear and reacting out of uh, predetermined scripts of how you're supposed to act. And 
that does not mean that we are both equal. Like the fact that you can point out that a victim made certain bad choices or enacted certain bad behaviors doesn't make their the fact that they were abused okay, right? So like when we talk about a cop situation, it's easier to understand that just because somebody was selling loose cigarettes illegally doesn't mean that they should have been choked to death right. in a parking lot, right? So it's the same sort of logic where bad behavior on the part of the person who is victimized does not justify their victimization. And we all sort of kind of understand that in a logical way. But then the way we behave on social media and in generally like taking this shit in is the opposite of that, Jake. So what happened with the Samber Heard shit? So, okay. So what's crazy is that, you know, all the alt-right dudes and everything who always want to tell you like, well, did you go to the cops? And did you file a report and whatever the fuck? It's like, Nerds. yo, Heard did that. Okay. Really? So, yeah. So the timeline that everybody needs to know, I think, is this. They met when she was 23 and he was 46. She's an actress trying to make it in Hollywood. If you knew who Amber Heard was before she fucking married Johnny Depp, either you're a liar or you're like way deep into Hollywood shit, right? Yeah. So she absolutely was somebody who was like in a power dynamic that she was not an equal from the very start. And then they get together. He does all these grand gestures. Uh, they marry in 27, no, 2016, I believe. And then by 2017, she files for divorce. And within four days of filing for divorce, she also files for a restraining order based on uh, violence when he's drunk. Okay. Uh-huh. And what she has always alleged is that when he drinks too much, he becomes violent or abusive, either sexually or emotionally or physically or psychologically. Right. So he like they have this whole battle out and then they like settle their uh, divorce in court. Right. Through the quote, real good systems. Right. Public systems. Yeah. And then they put out a joint statement where they like basically say that they both acted in bad ways and that the relationship was just bad, but that they did love each other. It was just that the passions went like very high and very low. And uh, either way, it's all resolved. And now whatever, they've broken up and goodbye. Right. And then in 2018, Amber writes a an op-ed for the Washington Post about Me Too. Okay. Where basically she says that Although this whole cancel culture idea has people believing that like men are in danger and they're getting persecuted whenever they're accused of bad behavior. In reality, all the women who put out these accusations, their lives are being ruined. Okay. Yeah. So she writes this whole op-ed about how by standing up to her abuser, the internet turned her into like she's the bad person who's trying to silence men and like fucking the face of me too. That's like false accusations and all this shit and trying to ruin her life. You know what I mean? Jake, she never mentioned Depp's name in this op-ed. Okay. So this is a year after you're officially divorced and you have put out a joint statement saying, boom, this is done. 
right? Right. And now she wants to speak about her experience and how the world treated her and how everybody like framed her experience of shit without naming him, without being like, oh, he's a bad guy, bro. Like everybody go attack this person. No, it was a hundred percent about her experience. And Johnny Depp's response to this op-ed was to sue her for defamation. Yeah. Okay. And hold on. This is one of those things where it's like, you didn't, the joke wasn't about you. It was about a general thing. And you. Well, we're talking about a general thing. And and then you're like, like his point is like, well, everybody knows this is about me. And it's like, the thing is, is not about you. It's about her and how her life changed by standing up to you and how society treated her for standing up to you. And it is therefore not about you. It is about her. Okay. So I need everybody to understand that this is very much a precedent for like any one of us cannot speak about our experience with a person without the fear that they will sue you for defamation. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that probably happened to me at some point. Exactly. Jake, (laughs) but this is for all of us. I know. For a job that you've had, for an ex that you've had, and that shit. Okay. So we are simultaneously telling people that. You need to be honest about who is a an abuser and a predator in our world and like call people out. But also, if you do that and you don't have enough evidence, you are going to be sued. And here's the thing, Jake. Don't have enough evidence. We got to put that in asterisks because rewind. If I had like full production, right, this would be like a rewind moment. Okay. <laughs> I can see it. Yeah, yeah. Everybody picture it because... What I think most people in America don't know is that uh, it is apparently, like, according to law people, very difficult to win a defamation lawsuit in the United States. Because in the United States, uh, the law for defamation puts all of the uh, burden of proof on the on the plaintiff. Right. So if you want to sue somebody for defaming you and like ruining your reputation, you have to prove to like a crazy degree that they ruined your reputation. So in England, it is purportedly much easier to win a defamation suit because they require a much lower level of evidence. Yeah. So uh, Johnny Depp first sued Amber Heard over her statements in public in the UK. Oh, that's interesting. Because like free speech doors always say, oh, they don't have free speech in the UK because... You know, like when I do podcasts with people in the UK, they'll like stop and be like, oh, we got to cut that out because we can get sued for saying this or that because you can actually sue someone for defamation over there. Exactly. And you'll get through because they have like pretty loose laws, like where they can more easily prove it, basically. Right. I'm not a fucking lawyer. Look it up. Okay. So what happened was that Deb first sued her in UK courts for her like quote, defaming him and ruining his reputation. And Jake, a judge in the UK, the easy court to win defamations, found that in 14 out of 20 allegations, Amber Heard had more than enough evidence to substantiate her allegations. Yeah. So the UK court awarded a bunch of money to Heard. Okay. So then uh, Depp who is friends with this is like a weird thing to point out but like i'm gonna go here like if we're doing the whole like charlie connect all the red strings on the map fucking meme okay yeah 
Depp is friends with Marilyn Manson. I was going to bring this up. Um, yes. Because, <laughs> tell me. Okay. Tell well, me what you know about this because it's related. I, so I didn't follow the, the fucking court yeah. case. I was on tour and stuff and I was just like, I don't know. I stopped. I made a couple jokes. I stopped making yeah. jokes because I didn't want to do the thing you're talking don't about. Don't do it. Right. Don't do it if you don't know what you're fucking talking about. I only made Thank one you. joke and it, it, in my defense, just like my defense about the other thing. It was a yeah. word joke, but, uh, you know, whatever. It's maybe still not great. Um, it was the joke was uh, I'm gonna get shit faced tonight. You heard. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Stupid. You, you get it? You get what? Because yeah. everyone was talking about the shit the bed thing. Okay. Yeah. So um, no, no, I was thinking about this because uh, so I but I kind of knew about this case like years ago while it was happening because uh, I know some people in the Stanhope world and Doug Stanhope has this weird thing where he makes these celebrity friends. And yeah. he was fucking hanging out with Johnny Depp and Marilyn Manson. And it was right around the time that every comedian. That they're old fucking motherfuckers dating 20 somethings. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And yeah. all these old white dudes were like, you know, going around and talking about how like, oh, there's this mob thing that's happening. where like, they, we're the real victims. Like, they're coming to get you. Totally. And that's how Stanhope would talk about Johnny Depp is he would always say like, He's a good guy. He's my friend. You know, he's being attacked in a way that's like so fucking horrible and all this stuff. And then, you know, when more of the evidence came out, you know, he'd say like, you know, he'd do the both sidesy kind of thing, which is kind of like, I don't know, man. I mean, you're right. I even fell for that a little bit. And I'm always telling people not to do that. But I just wasn't paying attention to the, you know, the case or whatever. I don't know if I would have done that if I had paid a lot more attention. But like that, that, that fucking. That whole stupid anti woke anti cancel culture thing is like an un that's an undercurrent. That's like part of this, you know. I just need everybody who's listening to this to understand that if you have ever been like, oh, but the person getting abused by X is also crazy, you are wrong. It is bad. You need to understand that people who abuse other people do purposely look for the people who are vulnerable because they are socially vulnerable or emotionally vulnerable or psychologically vulnerable or physically vulnerable. All like these fucking people keep yelling at me that I'm mentally ill well, and I'm yeah. like, well, then why are you yelling yes, at me? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Not to put you on the spot and be like, Jake is also mentally ill. <laughs> I know I'm mentally ill. But like, <laughs> that is what I'm saying, Jake. And that is absolutely what's happening here is that I am so upset that a bunch of comedians and online people have sort of been carrying water for this famous rich man that you don't care about. I know you don't care about Johnny Depp. I know that you don't care to stand up for his, quote, rights and whatever the fuck. If fucking Stanhope, I had no idea that Stanhope felt like Depp was his friend who was, but then that means he's a bad guy who was adding to this man because... In reality, what happened, and there's plenty of documentation, is an older man found a younger woman in his field who he fucking love bombed to death until she was like, sure, you're my whole world. And then the moment she started to push back on, like, this is abusive and I don't like this. Like, Jake, in the trial, one of the things that they brought he brought up is that, and check this out, he was like, well, you know, like, there were times when I was trying to have like a great time and she like ruined my night. Okay. So check <laughs> out this example. So he says that he got some fucking award and he had champagne at the show where he had an award. So then he goes backstage and he sees her 
And he tells her, like, yeah, I had a couple of champ- uh, glasses of champagne. Let's go continue the party. So she is like, no, you said you weren't going to drink tonight. And this is on, it's recorded, right? So he played it in court. Yeah. And so then she says, like, no, you said you weren't going to drink tonight. And he was like, well, it's just champagne. We're having fun. We're celebrating. And she's like, no, you promised me. And she basically freaks out. And she just is like, I'm going to leave. I don't want to be here anymore. I'm out. So she goes home. And then the next thing you hear is that he had to call a driver to come pick him up because she, quote, abandoned him at an event where he was just trying to have a good time. So she was always acting like a crazy victim and ruining his life and making like a scene in public. Yeah. When in reality, all we have consistently seen is that when he gets drunk, he becomes violent towards her. So, of course, if he is announcing to her face, I want to get fucked up tonight so that we can celebrate. She is saying, I don't want to be in front of this. I'm going to remove myself from the situation. And you're still painting her like she's the bad guy because she removed herself from the situation. She literally didn't stop you from getting drunk or having fun or staying out. She was just like, I'm out. Yeah, totally. So over and over, everything that he like, there is no evidence, Jake. There is evidence. Sure, there is evidence that she also uh, was emotionally unstable, that she also reacted um, in hyper emotional ways to his behavior. Uh, there's evidence that he she uh, like pushed him really hard when she was trying to keep him from like walking through a doorway. So he calls this like abuse that he hit her or she hit him or whatever. Honestly, it doesn't fucking matter. Yo, if you are a fucking 50 year old man telling me that a 25 year old woman hit you, what are you, what are you talking about? Even if it's a 50 year old man telling me a 25 year old man hit you, what it, there, this is not an equal situation in any way. It, it well, just, I mean, a 25-year-old man hitting a 50-year-old man, 25-year-old man's going to be stronger, probably. But Johnny Depp's in shape. I and- know, but I mean, in like, if you're in the same, you have to add, you're in the same uh, industry. No, I, right? I agree. Like, all the other stuff. This is bullshit. Obviously, it's a yeah. bullshit claim on his part. It doesn't, I don't, it's hard to see a picture here where he's like, I feared for my safety physically or whatever. Yeah, but never. Something I think is important about this to point out is that, um, Women can be abusive to men in relationships. That does happen, but like trying, I agree. To, trying to frame it the way Johnny Depp is is doing a disservice to men to who are actually in those yes. situations. Exactly, it is absolutely doing both a disservice to women who are being abused and also to men who are in situations where the women are the abusers. Because having like if you corner an animal and the animal scratches you in the face. That doesn't mean that animal is violent. It means you cornered that That is very different from I am the one being cornered and getting scratched all the time when I'm not trying to do it. Yeah. You, you understand me? So that's what I'm saying. So, But what people need to understand is that uh, legally, in the UK, a country famous for having pretty easy defamation court cases, Johnny Depp lost. And then in America, like all the legal like experts and shit were like, well, this is like just like grandstand. Like they thought Johnny Depp is just doing this lawsuit as a grandstanding thing to support his friend Marilyn Manson. Okay. 
because Marilyn Manson had previously sued Rachel Evan Woods. Oh. Right? So you know her from uh, Westworld? Right? Uh, maybe. I don't know. You don't know her? Yeah, you probably know her. She's like a goth, cute actress who, uh, like, same kind of thing. She was like 20 years old and she met Marilyn Manson and then they were together for years. But he's like literally her twice her fucking age. And it turns out they were like in a weird fucking BDSM fucking uh, relationship, right? That had like a strange uh, power dynamic going on. Yeah. And uh, eventually they broke up and she sued him. Oh, no, sorry. He sued her for defamation because she spoke out about the abuse that she suffered at his hands. Yeah. And he lost. Okay. Yeah. Because they can't, like, an abuser cannot prove, like, previously, before this trial, an abuser cannot say, you are ruining my reputation by telling people I did some shitty thing to you, if they can prove the shitty thing. You know what I mean? Like, it's not defamation. If everybody, it, it literally is, the whole point of Me Too was, like, so many of us haven't spoken up because we think, Nobody else has been through this and we just got to keep it to ourselves and whatever. And the whole point of it was speak up because many other people have been through this and you'll find somebody else and we can together be a voice. And then instead, these fucking dudes, rich dudes that you should not be identifying with. They, you are not in the position that they are. You are in our position. Okay. You are the ones who could be in the position to be sued by an employer, by a friend, by anyone saying you are defaming me by saying you had this experience with me. And that shit is the worst kind of censorship that we've ever, ever encountered, where I can't say this is actually what my experience was with a person. And that so many comedians just picked it up as like, oh, it's just fun fodder. And it's like, no, dude. This sets a precedent for you can't even, like, without naming names, just write a book about what you went through. That's not okay. Do you think it sets a precedent, like, from here forward, things are going to change? Or do you think this is just an example of this just having, I mean, this... Well, I I think it sets a precedent because, Jake, I think it sets a a precedent because... It is different than everything that has happened before, okay? Because Marilyn Manson lost because he didn't have the online component. So, I need you to understand that several things happened with this fucking stupid trial. Uh, did you see that uh, a fake juror went viral? Pretend, like, like, a person who wasn't on the jury went viral saying that, like, doing, like, a thread about all the evidence that no. they... Yeah. Uh, then there was like shit that came out. So like there were bots, uh, there were journalists who were writing about like pro Amber Heard points of view. They were getting, uh, swatted and fucking, uh, attacked online and all this stuff. So it was like this crazy, uh, Depp gained 4 million TikTok followers during the course of the trial. Jesus. Because it was like a concerted fucking social media effort to um, sway the public, I guess. So it was like the first time that one of these 
cases was one in the public view first. But the public didn't vote on the jury or anything. I mean, isn't the jury, like, sealed off from all this stuff in a way? I guess, but... I mean, all that stuff does reinforce a bunch of shit that is bad. I mean, that's true, I think. <laughs> but yeah, but we also... A, we can't guarantee that none of the jury saw any of this. But B, it doesn't even matter what the court case conclusion was because the public already decided they're both crazy and it doesn't matter and it's just two rich people being like whatever but the actual precedent set is that moving forward like a Harvey Weinstein could sue an actress for telling somebody else that he fucked her against her will yeah I mean I guess I I agree that like the cultural thing they, is she, the, the, the decision the decision was like 10 million dollars and Johnny Depp's favor. I know, but I guess what I'm saying is that it's not like a Supreme Court case where it changes the way the law works or anything. This is just like this is a really bad outcome. I guess I'm thinking about court cases and how they're kind of a gamble because I've been through a few recently with my shitty yeah. apartment and stuff, and it's just like it kind of all depends on the judge. Uh, one of the reasons that things are getting so bad legally in America right now is because Trump, one of the things that he did that you could probably actually call, like, yeah. fascistic in that way that everyone calls, you know, everyone calls everything fascist or whatever. But one of the really scary things that he did was appoint a record number of judges. I think it was, like, more than any other president or something like that. And judges, like, per uh, specifically lean very conservative and are not, uh, they're not elected. They're not fucking, yeah. uh, you know, they're appointed often. So... You know, if you if you are a person who ends up in a court and you see that judge come out, remember like the fucking Rittenhouse case when he came yeah. out and he just started <gasps> Thank doing God you brought up all these fucking God. like yeah. red flags and everyone was like, this case is already over. That's like that's the precedent. Like that's that's the thing that's going to moving forward be a huge fucking problem. And there's like nothing anyone can really do about that because we don't live in a democracy and it's just fucking mobbed up that way now. But I do think, um, I guess I think that asking the question your way, the way you're asking it is similar to asking, like, have you gone to the cops, though? Because maybe it isn't a precedent in the legal sense, but it is precedent in the sense of it will absolutely discourage victims in the future. Sure. Because there's speaking out, because especially if you don't have the money that Amber Heard has to, like, deal with these ongoing legal fucking assaults in multiple countries. Jake, did you see? So, I don't know if you saw that she was in Aquaman 2, and Disney or whatever just uh, removed every scene that Amber Heard was in Aquaman 2 just to avoid the controversy. Wow, that's So, yeah, so while men are running around here being like, oh my god, we're all getting cancelled and whatever the fuck, Johnny Depp gets to get another fucking Pirates of the Caribbean 77 or whatever the fuck number we're on. And Amber Heard gets removed from Aquaman 2 because it's too controversial that a woman alleged abuse to one of Disney's top actors. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree. It's fucked up. I didn't tell you know what I mean? So, like, top. culturally, it's a precedent. Culturally, it's a problem. And I think, and, like, what I want to point out is, like, you know, none of us are lawyers and none of us are in charge of the system. But we, if we think about, like, where we have agency and what we contribute to, I think it's fucked up that there are comics out here making shitty jokes, equating both of these people as, like, both of them are equally abusive to each other. And this means nothing. And it's a throwaway joke. And it's like, dude, you, of all people, are people who make a living on being able to comment on your observations and your experiences. 
how can you not be on Amber Heard's side yeah. and understand that nobody should tell you that you are in danger of being sued for millions of dollars for talking about your own experience with someone or something. Well, this is one of those things where, like, the free speech right-wing libertarian dorks aren't actually yeah. pro-free speech because then they would be pro-Amber yeah. Heard side of this. But exactly, but they're not! Right, they're, the free speech is a yeah. slippery concept, especially when two people are free speeching at each other. And so, mm -hmm. conveniently, they always side with the person that looks like them and feels like them and totally. they can fucking... Uh, relate to more like the way you know uh, people relate to cops when cops shoot people because they're fucking white and yeah. they're worried about their jobs and shit. Um, let's talk about this this thing about comedians joking about it without uh, thinking or without like yeah man relating. tell me what you think about that because like I understand it's not your responsibility to know about everything but like you do you understand that you're contributing to a like an algorithm right like you're contributing to an overall like word cloud <laughs> you know like yeah well i i mean i am thinking about all yeah. of this as a comparison to the shit that i go through yeah with talking about stuff that happened to me uh i it's i i'm making it a comparison not an equation but i think it's an apt comparison but no totally yeah with, i want to know how you feel well i yeah I, every time i go uh, all right i'm gonna make an active decision to talk about this thing that i feel like i want to draw attention to yeah. i am like also this is going to bring hell into my life Bad. and yeah. if i don't fucking do it correctly then it's gonna be even worse and stuff so you know yeah. that's why i don't talk about it every day because i'm like this is like too much to fucking handle because everyone is so against the person speaking out against someone because there's yeah. all this fucking stupid Marilyn Manson and D D fucking Stanhope and Johnny We're Depp friends, shit hanging out. And yeah, like, yeah. He's mentality nice to about me. stuff. Yeah. Uh -huh. And like, I was he's helped. He's helped young guys that I know of. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And like, yeah. like, yeah. I mean, literally, like, you could draw a line from me to this case through the Stanhope thing because that's like totally. the same people, like, you know, like their job is kind of perpetuating that sort of culture war and shit. Uh, those, yeah. those in the free speech stand up comedy dork world, right? The libertarian world. Um, I, I was thinking about this because while this stuff was happening to me last week and I was like feeling like a scared animal and shit, I just felt so grossed out when I would see like, you know, like you just have a lot of people you're following on Twitter. You don't know who the fuck they are. I don't know. You just liked the thing they said one time and they have a, they don't have a face, you know, they're just like a weird account. You just saw people like, uh, having casual conversations about like Jake versus Nick or whatever like mm -hmm. I think uh, Nick was actually rather eloquent in what he said somebody said yeah. that and I was like you're gone fuck you unfollow yeah. forever um and like that's what I mean but the, man. what I'm saying is like <sighs> treating it like it's it's uh abstract and not like something yeah you're like, like oh we're just picking sides abstractly yeah like you're talking about a football game or some shit yeah and like I had this with a guy who fucking there was a guy who was quote tweeting me and making punchlines about how I'm a fucking loser or whatever. And so I started trolling him at one point because I'm also a troll. And I, I, he, I just, I've mentioned this a few times. I'm just thinking about it a lot. Eventually he was, he DM me. He was like, what's going on? And I was like, what do you mean? What's going on? You fucking said some mean shit to me. I'm annoying. I'm going to annoy you. This is what happens when yeah. you do this to me. And we had this long conversation and we talked it out and he was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought that you were like Aww. part of this. Like yeah. I thought that you were in you on were the joke. In on the joke, yeah, and yeah, that, yeah. You know, and that's just like what people do on Twitter. And I was like, "What are you? 
That's insane. Like, I'm yelling at you, like, fuck off. And you're like, what? I don't understand why. But I was like, okay, well, this is part of the abstraction thing that's happening here where people aren't able to see, like, I mean, they aren't able to. That's the thing. People aren't able to empathize with the victims in these situations. They can empathize with the fucking Johnny Depp with for some Johnny reason. Johnny Depp. Because yeah, you're this dude. stupid, temporarily embarrassed millionaire logic happening that's in your fucking head. That's the thing head. I want to get at. And yeah. everyone can empathize with my fucking guy, all right? But, like, for me, it's like, oh, you're a you're an abstract, you know, character or whatever. And I, with the, I guess with the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial, another aspect to it that made me kind of sit out is, hey, listen, I was busy and I don't. I don't think I have to defend not doing a thing because I just was doing other shit. I was going no, through my own fucking I, thing. This is a thing where you shutting the fuck up would have been perfectly okay. Well, that's what I did. So What so, I'm mad about is the people who like made a joke. And then what was funny, Jake, is that but, I saw multiple comics make a joke and then reply to their own joke. Like, ah, don't get mad at me. I really don't know what the fuck is going on here. Well, that, They're that, all the same to me. Rich, crazy people. And it's like, well, but you already contributed to the idea that the woman is a crazy person here. Right. What I'm saying about this yeah. is, like, there's this other thing going on with this, where it's celebrities, where it's like, I mean, you remember when we were talking about, like, Chris Rock and Will Smith? They're like, ah, fuck them. They're yeah, rich yeah. people. Who cares? And in that case, I don't think what was going on was abuse like this, so it doesn't fucking matter. But, like, yeah. But there is an aspect to this where, as a comedian and as the comedian that everyone is in the 21st century with social media, you have, like, you know, I mean, you have, like, topics that get filtered into your fucking life, and you're, you're, they're, it's like they're given to you as prompts. And you go, yeah. oh, a thing happened in the news? Well, that's abstract. And I, you know, that's up for grabs as a joke because it's the same thing fucking Conan O'Brien would be talking about tonight on TV or whatever. And these aren't real people to some extent. And, like, I don't know how I feel about that because, I mean, to some extent, like, if... I well, but you kind, of, you kind of just clarified it for me because... I think the problem that I'm having is that when the Will Smith, Chris Rock thing happened, so many comedians responded in a personal way, right? Where they framed it as like, oh my God, this is a precedent for all comedians are going to get slapped all if right, they ever really make stupid. any joke. Yeah. And yet, and that was a thing that like really wasn't about you guys. It really wasn't about you. It was not because Chris... Chris Rock was not being a comedian who makes a good joke on stage that he wrote and prepared and cares for. And Will Smith was not being a regular audience member who doesn't have a pre-existing relationship with the person on stage who is making this half-assed joke. So nothing about this scenario applies to any comedian that I know, any comedian who is listening to this, any comedian who is friends with Jake. Literally, it does not fucking apply to you, okay? And yet... The Amber Heard Johnny Depp shit does fucking apply to you, motherfuckers. Like, listen to my words, okay? Because what happened in this, forget gender, forget the relationship between the two people. What just happened was that our legal system agreed with a person who claimed that another person speaking up about their experience with them was defamation and therefore they had to pay them $10 million. Okay. This is a problem for every comedian, every podcaster, every poet, every writer, every person out there in the world who is trying to make art out of the shitty experiences that they've been through in their life, because this gives license, not just ideologically, but in our system, a way to punish you 
and to make it difficult for you if you try to talk about your own experience without ever naming me. Uh, there's a way that if I have more money. And I need you to understand that Amber Heard, who is probably like a C-level celebrity, right? Like, who knows her? Nobody knows her. I'm sorry, Amber, if you ever listen to this, don't be, don't be fucking offended. But literally, Amber Heard is like a C-level celebrity. And yet she has enough money that she is planning to appeal this decision by the American court on this thing. Who amongst us, Jake, has the money to go the first trial, first of all, and then never mind the appeal? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. We would be bankrupt. Our entire life would be ruined. So understand that if a Johnny Depp wins this kind of thing on an Amber Heard, it means for the rest of us, we have absolutely no chance against any employer, friend, husband, ex-girlfriend, anyone who treated you badly if you just wanted to write a poem about it, if you just wanted to fucking write an article about what your experience, if you just wanted to do a podcast or a YouTube video, you are opening yourself up to be sued for defamation. That is what supporting Johnny Depp equals to in this situation. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree. I guess the only thing I maybe I'm not 100% sure on, and also I'm not a fucking legal scholar, is how the law functions in terms of, like... Because to me, it just seems like this is a really bad outcome, but the law is, yeah. like, if you tracked a bunch of cases, this then doesn't cause future cases to leave this This is not way. normal. No, you're right. This like, is an but, outlier. But I, because what I'm saying is, like, the... The law is, a, like, court cases are a crapshoot largely dependent yeah. on just the fucking judge, and that is something that is hard for our brains to fucking fathom, because it's like, well, you have no control over that, and a lot of that shit is just predetermined at this point with, without, there's yeah. nothing we can do about it, so I think we're just going to see a lot of bad stuff like this happen. Absolutely. I don't know if I'm going to say one case causes then the judge to continue to be shitty in future cases. I think it's just like a symptom. No, no, no. This is more like a canary in the coal mine. Yeah, sure. Totally. Situation. Yeah, where it's just like, um, I hate that this gets gendered. I hate that this gets turned even into like a, it's about domestic relationships kind of thing. Because overall, it really isn't. It is just about power dynamics, which uh, affect all kinds of relationships outside of romantic relationships, right? And therefore, what this sets a precedent for in our culture, I would say legally also, but in our culture is for the idea that a person can't speak up about their experience with you it, without the fear of you suing them for defamation. And that is not fair or valid or okay because people, I think we can both agree, people should have a blanket immunity to speak about their experiences, whether it's through a poem or through a joke or through an article or an op-ed or a movie. Yeah. Nobody should get to tell you you can't speak on this, especially when, like, dude, she never maliciously was like, oh, Johnny Depp is a bad guy. <laughs> she was very much speaking about, like, how the culture talked about her and how they tried to frame her as, like, anti-free speech and anti-men and anti-whatever. 
And it, it just sucks. It sucks to see comedians that I think are funny and smart and good people do these throwaway jokes where I know that you don't mean to do these jokes that contribute to the narrative that says people should not be allowed to speak about their experience un- without the fear of repercussions but it is pretty offensive that you keep doing it without thinking of how this has repercussions for you personally yeah i think that like the general cultural reaction to all of this also is just like a nightmarish like like a symptom or something because like you know we could be in a situation where everyone gets what's going on and is like yeah. hey this is really fucked up uh you know uh, but unfortunately the legal system is fucked up because of trump and everything you know that that's one reality yeah. we could be living in but unfortunately a component of how we got to all this stuff is the culture war and like totally. it's horrifying to travel around the country and hear what i mean when i was on tour like i would just be i'd be in like a restaurant and i would just like be i would mention i was a comedian and people would just be like isn't it fucked up what happened to uh chris rock or whatever and i'd be yelling like motherfucker who cares i'm a comic listen to me this shit's dumb after we finish this podcast i'm gonna send you several uh like viral screenshots of there were like churches throughout america that on their like little boards outside you know they had pro johnny that's what he's a goth you're not he's not even your friend yeah exactly that is exactly my point and they were so much leaning into defending johnny depp on the basis of like uh somehow they were battling this fascist me too idea yeah but i i just really really need you to understand that you anything that says an individual of any kind of any gender of any race of any class shouldn't be speaking up it's bad you should not be on the side of that it's well, not I mean, like it cannot get any simpler or clearer we are living <laughs> in robocop yeah. or yeah. starship troopers or what's that fucking guy Verhoeven? his movies yeah he always said like you know when fascism comes it's gonna be it's not gonna be waving the swastika flag it's gonna be waving the american flag i'm like mm-hmm. the thing about american society it's so like absolutely it's so tragic and it's also just such a one note like obvious thing to notice it wouldn't be funny to satirize this really on if you understand it is that like the people that are screaming about fascism are doing the fascism they're doing it they're like it's this cycle weird psychological freudian projection thing where they're like i have to stop you know this authoritarian thing from happening by doing all this stuff and it's like the stuff you're doing is you see the that actually is did you see the anti-tanky thread ah god there's another (laughs) one and i was like man you know what listen I mean, you were, like, fucking trying to tell me to get offline last week or whatever. I did it. I didn't get involved in that shit. Wait, wait, wait. But not... Okay. I'm going to close it out on this, which is I do think, you know, I I hope I have never made you feel like you shouldn't be speaking up for things that you speak up for. That is not my intent. I think that what I want to clarify is that there is a difference between the macro and the micro. Right. So like I find myself very often stuck between the two because the macro requires of me to speak up for all these things that would matter to the big society and would change things. 
But the micro reminds me that every time I speak up for those things, it puts me in danger. It ruins my day. It makes my life less secure and less happy. All right, that's a central right. conundrum that leads to like the Me Too conclusion. Exactly. Know? Yes. So I guess you know I want you to take my recommendation for you to be offline or whatever with a grain of salt of like. I fully support you speaking out for these macro things that need to happen. But I also believe that the, what's the airplane thing? Would they tell you that like you have to put the mask on your face before you can help the person next to you? Yeah. Right? That's the thing. <laughs> that's the thing, man. So I, I am just trying to remind you, take care of yourself first because you can't make those macro changes if you aren't caring for the micro. First. Yeah, I mean, you and every uh, friend and a romantic partner I've ever had has pretty much said that to me, so it's probably true. Yeah. Like, I know what I'm doing. I know I'm, like, fucking... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going too hard, and you You're look banging at, your head against the fucking wall. You look at me, and you're like, holy shit, dude, <laughs> yeah. you need to relax, and then I'm, like, <laughs> fighting about it. I totally get it. It's all totally real. I guess my, um, my, my... I, th- I thought about what you said last week, and I was like, um... First of all, I did it and it felt good so like obviously that's i mean that's what i was talking about the top of this episode you were saying i was right with like like just bartending a few shifts or whatever i was like yeah god man i miss this like it's weird like i kind of quit this to go do this other thing but i was actually like man this is like really making lizard brain stuff happen for me totally you know this is touching grass right um but the other thing is like i was thinking about what you said and i always try to keep in mind like there's a key difference between you and us, and it's the central component of the show, really, which is that I'm a performer, you're not. And, like, yeah. sometimes I think that your philosophy of li- living better as the best option... Is contrary to the performer. It's thing. the best option for you. I yeah. kind of am not built that way. Um, I agree, I agree. <laughs> I need an element of it. I need you to remind me of that from time to time, because it, like, it does help. Like, I, you know, I had a pretty good time this weekend yeah. and stuff. But my ultimate goal is like the way i'm oriented the thing i want to in bang life, your bang your head just to do it a little more healthy you know <laughs> like i don't know i'm gonna die fighting like i don't yeah. you know but I, i'm not gonna die next week but listen jake i also have to accept that my entire future is being friends with people who want to bang their head against well me. you're friends with comics i mean <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah so I think we're doing great overall, and uh, we just got to cut ourselves some slack because we're living good lives, man, uh, overall, right? Yeah. You know, I'm pretty happy for both of us and proud for both of us. <sighs> yeah, man. No, I feel good. I'm happy. Yeah. It's summer. Shit's going well, you know. Exactly. And we're going to hang out. I'm going to go to this whatever bar you're working at next week. We're going to hang out. I haven't mentioned the name. I think I I probably can't put the name out online. No, don't do that. No, (laughs) no, because you, I am encouraging you to meet people that don't know you from comedy or podcasts. And so, no, I want you, like, I'm so not a compartmentalization person because I believe in taking the walls down. But I think that you have taken all your walls down too much for too long. <laughs> and, that may, and that maybe you do need a little bit of a compartment of people that you can get to know just on a you and them basis. And they can get to know you on a you basis without whatever shit they may have known from social media or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I'm also just tired of it. I think you need that experience. Comedy yeah. people and there's just more to life. Right? Yeah. So there's other shit I want to do. But like, I was thinking about yeah. this a little bit last week when we were talking about Carlin. We were arguing a little bit about like um, 
you know, the, uh, I don't know, like the DIY stuff and like getting yeah. people to come out from the internet and stuff like that. And I was thinking about this. I keep thinking about green rooms, you know, because I was hitting my limit on tour at one point with entertaining people from Twitter. And like, I mm-hmm. talked about that a little bit. I know. And I don't want anyone to hear that and think that I'm, I don't like you or whatever, but no. like a, but I understand it's hard to host, but I was, t- yeah. Because I'm every so often hit my threshold for how much I can do what I do online and stuff like that, and I have like fucking breaking points and shit and get into fights with people and stuff like that. I I've been thinking a lot about like because we were talking about you can get you can do what I do and do the online DIY stuff, or you can try to go get one of those TV deals where they fucking you know they screw you ultimately, but they do all the work for you, right? And yeah. I was thinking like you know I think of myself as a performer who's not. I'm not a guy who goes and hides in the green room and tells everyone to fuck off. Like, I, it's important to me to be like hanging out afterwards and shit and be like, I'm a real person. I don't big time people. You know, let's go get a drink. Let's talk. Tell me your fucking story. Let's take a picture and all this stuff. Which is also why people like you. Who but, you? like, there's, a, there's yeah. like, um, this compartmentalization conflict you just brought up. The like, yeah. Well, I believe in not doing this, but also, you kind of need to do Sometimes it because it's, it's healthy, healthy. Yeah. right? Like that's yeah. where I'm like, if I get big enough, if I'm, and I'm not, that's a ridiculous thing for a person like me to say, but like I, I, on a some spectrum of At a point, popularity, you think you might would need it. Yeah. If I get to a point, it might be that like I literally cannot like expend the energy to do the DIY thing and be that fucking genuine with that many people. I mean, I. I I guess I was thinking about this a lot after shows on tour where I was like, I'm going to have a p- moment where I'm like, I have to go in the green room. Like, I can't. But that's what I'm telling you now. <laughs> yeah, that's right? what, yeah. That's, yeah, that's what I'm encouraging now is this idea of like, I think that maybe part of the reason that you and I have become friends and bonded is because you, like me, believe in the idea of decompartmentalizing. And so you try to be yourself across all spectrums and all social circles all the time but honestly that's not how most people operate in the world and that can be very exhausting and i'm saying that for myself personally it is very exhausting and it's hard to do as something that most people don't expect because they expect you to put up a front of like this is the business we do in this avenue (laughs) you know like do the job and therefore us coming with our full genuine self is kind of like weird. Why did you do that? <laughs> you know? So I do believe that there are spaces, especially if like we, you and I have been exhausting ourselves being the same person in every avenue and every forum, every place that we're put into. Sometimes the escape and the relief is in finding a space where you are free from all of those contexts before and you can just meet new people as a bartender or meet new people as like a dude in a park (laughs) you know or like meet new people and it doesn't it yeah i don't know it is something that has made me kind of recognize what the value is in compartmentalization and it shouldn't be in hiding parts of yourself it should actually be in using it to find additional parts of yourself that cannot flourish under 
these big bright lights of the other spaces you exist in. Yeah, I mean, I'm also kind of going in circles in my head thinking about this in terms of like, uh, so, so one thing I think I forget a lot of the times is that I spread myself really thin mentally like that uh, as a thing that was driven by productivity, right? Which is not ultimately the way I want to think, right? Like, the whole point yeah. of all this is to get the machine off the ground and have it running well enough to where eventually I can relax. But the problem with, like, being a worker in capitalism and stuff like that, you have, like, you know, if you have, like, old men that work their whole lives, and then when they retire, they get a job, because they're like, all I know how to do is work. Uh, yeah, I don't know how to relax. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Relaxing like, is working. I'm yeah. kind of at, like, I, I keep yeah. having to tell myself, like, no, you can relax now, and, like, it mm-hmm. doesn't, but, like, it, it's hard. Like, it's fucking, it sucks, and I think, also, like, when you were talking about the, the like, uh, admin work and that sort of stuff, like, I was like, well, ah, I kind of do this, but it's because of the, pr- it's productive thinking, which sucks. Like, I, I, it's hard to deep program yourself from thinking every yeah. waking minute must be productive, because that's also, like, that's also one of the reasons that you might be spending too much time sucked into an online thing or whatever, is because you are yeah. like, well, I gotta, do- maybe fuck that, maybe take the day off, you know, or whatever, I don't know. Totally. I don't know, man. I'm... But you know, this is uh, this is I'm Summer Jake now. I'm I'm all about. I love it. Chilling I out. think we're in a good place. I yeah, I'm about to email you and some people right now about my birthday. It's gonna be my forty first birthday. Putting it out there. Hmm. Some forty one, Louisa. Some forty one, Louisa edition. It's gonna be great. I'm gonna invite some people to hang out in the backyard. I was gonna go to Cancun by myself, but then I reconsidered and I was like, fuck, I guess I should. Hang out with people. I love. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sure, either one is fine. Ah, whatever. I don't know. So that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna hang out. We're gonna do have summer. We're gonna have a good time. Um, but yeah, I want to be clear with people with this Amber Heard shit. Like, it's okay if you were on the wrong side by throwing a joke out there and like not giving a fuck or whatever. But I do think it's worth thinking about if you are a performer or any kind of public speaker in any way. It is worth thinking about in terms of who do you support and who do you want to make the butt of jokes and who do you think actually should be the winner in this situation? Don't you believe in the idea that every person should get to speak about their own experiences? And, you know, this like default agreeing with this man because he was, quote, victimized by Me Too movement. You do not be a pawn of this like i just i don't know how else to say do not carry water for celebrities who are pieces of shit well i think that one thing that might help yeah that, that, that you pointed out that immediately made things a lot clearer to me because i didn't know anything about amber heard i thought she was like maybe yeah. also a famous actress johnny depp is the rich dick in this situation he's the yeah. giant and she's not like she's tiny yeah. and that makes this a lot more stark and clear and easy to understand like a rich asshole this is like when elon musk goes after people and shit yeah like this is a bad situation and in comparison to us we don't even have amber heard's money (laughs) so like if anybody wants to say to us they want to sue us because something we talked about on what you mad or some feeling that we had on a poem or a fucking article we wrote for something 
then they can sue us for $10 million. Jake, I don't have $10 million, but I've had experiences and I feel like I should be allowed to fucking talk about my experiences with several institutions and people and whatever. And to be perfectly frank, people should be allowed to speak about their experiences with me. I am so sure that there's no person out there who feels abused by me that I will say this. But also, if you do, you should be allowed to fucking talk about how you feel abused by me. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it should not be a thing that weighs against you that I might sue you and destroy your life as somebody who's more powerful than you. That's so insane. Yeah. All right. What, what, What avenue does it leave for the rest of us? To seek justice. I don't know, but Murray just clawed my leg real hard. I think that's him agreeing with me. But okay. He's, he's gonna sue me. I'm gonna sue him. We, yeah, no, so don't sue him. Oh, I, I'm gonna have to testify in Murray's side and be like, I saw Jake hit him. <laughs> 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 no, but this is exactly how this happened. Wow. People picked sides. They were like, Johnny, how much money are you getting? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that shit. Uh, yeah i don't know i don't know if i made my point clear but i guess i would just remind everybody that every time that i say do you know what i'm saying it's not because i think you're stupid it's because i think i am unintelligible (laughs) so don't take it personally it's just that i'm really trying to figure out how to communicate better um, but other than that, I don't have anything to plug. I just want to tell everybody I love them and I hope they're having a great week. Unless they are horrible people who <laughs> work for I don't know, Democrats <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> or Republicans, both parties. Or Republicans, yeah, but that's we hate that's both of the ruling classes parties yeah. on the show here. Um Email us at whyumadpod at gmail.com if you would like us to uh, yell at you on our bonus episodes about your questions. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, you get the Discord, too, where you can yell at us. A lot of yelling going on here. Um, I Oh, I'm, I have a show. Uh, the 17th of June, I believe. Is it June or That's no? It's my birthday. No, no. It is your birthday. It's fucking, uh, You have a show on my birthday? I'm going to come after. Uh, I work, Ugh. and then I go to the show, and then I'm going to come after. So insulted. I know, oh sorry. God. It's paid Everybody protest. Everybody vote. Like <laughs> fundraiser. Do it, do it, do it. You got to do it. <laughs> um, send the email out. You can come before the show, and then go to the show. Yeah, well, I figure. Whatever. I'll email you. I'll email you. It'll be fine. It's paid It'll protest. It'll be fine. We're not breaking up, guys. Don't don't worry. It's Anders and Alex's, like, <laughs> like DSA fundraiser, right? I don't know if I Anders. Can. Oh my god, I'm I'll yell at him too. Actually, I'm more of an Alex thing. I think Anders is not on the show anyway. Uh-oh. Doesn't matter. Alex. Listen, we'll figure I'll all this out. I'll yell at both of them. I like yelling at people. All right. Okay. Let's go. It's done. It's done. Bye. Bye. Recording stopped. <laughs>